Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, October 31st. Happy Halloween. It's a little Halloween episode edition of TNT Sports Talk. Uh, as always, I am your host, Travis Karcheski, and as always, we're presented by D's Home Cuts. Truman? What's going on, guys? Just us today. We uh, had our intramural football game last night, and after it was over, we were too tired to record, so if you notice, the episode's going to be a little later today. It's going to be out a little later today, only like an hour or two, but uh, so we're recording this in the morning. Uh, you can actually hear the coffee pot probably brewing in the background, but Johnny's not on here today. He forgot to get up to record, so he's currently getting ready Might not right now. Maybe we'll get him towards the end, uh, but it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show today about 40 minutes just so we can get it out to you on time before our classes start. Um, so that's what's up right now. Everything good? Everything good with me. Ready to roll? Yes, absolutely. All right, let's talk a little bit. Let's go to the World Series here. Let's start with the World Series. So Truman stood up a little bit last night and watched the game. I did not. Uh, I actually went to bed a little bit earlier than what I usually do. But we're going to – he's going to be here. You he watched the game. Nationals, World Series champs. What's the thoughts on the game? Yeah, so I was, I'm really busy with homework right now, so I was up late watching the game. Um, but, you know, I had it on, and, you know, it's hard to do homework on, in the later inning of the Game 7 in the World Series. Uh, so me and Johnny were watching it. <clears throat> um, you know, just the Game 7 atmosphere was crazy. Houston's got a really good fan base, and they definitely showed out last night. Um, but just the pitching um, all around, I mean, it was strategic the way the Nationals used Patrick Corbin, um, the way they had Scherzer go, I forget how long Scherzer went, um, with that neck injury. Um, you know, so it was just, it was overall just an interesting game to watch. But uh, the Nationals just, they just had the better team. Um, you know, they had the hotter team, uh, the young talent of Juan Soto, and then the older talent of Howie Kendrick. Um, it just meshed really well, and they were able to make a run. Uh, and, you know, like I said, they were the hotter team. And last night it just showed because I think they just ended up wearing down the Astros um, because, you know, in the later innings, uh, the Nationals kind of just took over. Yeah. So, like I said, Nationals, World Series champs, Truman Brewers, they lost the Nationals in the wild card. Does that help the pain of that Brewers lost? The Nationals were the best team at the end of the day. No, I mean, it was still she lost and the Brewers should have won that game, so. A little bit? I mean, maybe a little bit. I believe in team's destiny. And what so. Do, you, so you think that Bryce Harper leaving, do you think Bryce Harper leaving helped the Nationals win the World Series? Yes, because I believe that Bryce Harper um, is too big, of a per, too big of a personality and it would have cost him so much. Um, and now they didn't have to pay whatever they had to pay for Bryce Harper. Uh, so I think in the, in the long run it helps the Nationals, and they have another franchise player in Juan Soto and Rendon. So it's not like Rendon's a free agent. Yeah. So I mean, they got Indians. they got to keep him. Indians. You were telling me just before the show, you were telling me the Tigers rotation a couple years ago. Why don't you go through that? Justin Verlander won a World Series in 2017. Um, Anibal Sanchez won a World Series last night. Max Scherzer won a World Series last night. Rick Porcello won one last year. Um, and Price. David Price won one last year. So the Tigers rotation for 2014. Uh, they had some studs and they didn't do anything with it. 
They had some really good stuff. I mean, if you go on that list there, I mean, Scherzer won a Cy Young. Verlander's won a Cy Young. Porcello's won a Cy Young. Uh, I'm not sure. I think David Price won. I think I David Price, maybe. But, I mean, David Price, I'm one of the best pitchers, you could say, of the last decade. So you got that. And Ball Sanchez has always been a pretty good piece. So, uh, But no sympathy for the Tigers as an Indians fan because the Tigers suck. And they even they had Miguel Cabrera in his prime. J.D. Martinez, they had him, let him slip. Uh, you've got on this Victor Martinez. Roger Davis in this prime is pretty solid. They had some good pieces, and they couldn't win. But nevertheless, nobody really cares about the Detroit Tigers right now. But anyways, moving forward now, the Nationals World Series champs. Astros fell one game short. Uh, but, I mean, Nationals, I mean, it's a pretty good story of what they did. Like you said, Juan Soto, 21 years old. 20 for most of the playoffs, just turned 21 actually. You know, he was the cog in the machine that made the Nationals win games over and over again. He's only 21 years old. I mean, I'm older than Juan Soto, and he's sitting here hitting home runs in the World Series. He had his first legal beer last night. First beer? Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll but, see. But his first legal, I thought that was pretty cool. I've never seen that before where a player had their first legal beer in the locker room. After celebrating a World Series championship. Yeah, so. So, yeah, congrats to the Washington Nationals. Uh, you know, it was a good season. We're now moving on to baseball offseason, which I love. I love the offseason in baseball. So, we're going to be seeing, you know, what's going to happen here with a lot of big free agents. Maybe we'll do on Monday a little bit of our Tuesday show. We'll do a free agent breakdown of who's going to be available, you know, and maybe some predictions on where they'll go. But we will see with that. Other than that, though, let's move on now to the NFL, uh, the best league in the world. You know, we all love baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport, but you can't top football, and you can't top the NFL, and you can't top Week 9. So we have a game tonight, uh, Thursday. It's a Halloween edition of Thursday Night Football, the 49ers at the Cardinals. We're going to go like we usually do on Thursday, game by game, and break it down. Uh, so let's start there. Thursday night, 49ers at Cardinals. 49ers are undefeated. Cardinals have been promising. They're still in that rebuilding process. Is there any shot that's in the Arizona that the Arizona Cardinals give the 49ers the first loss of the season? I don't think there's a shot. It's a good game. Um, Kyler Murray's been playing good. Uh, you know, the Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray experiment's been kind of working out so far. I mean, they're 3-4-1, which is not great, but, I mean, nobody expected the Cardinals to go anywhere big this year. Um... But, you know, 3-4-1, and one, they've been playing teams tough other than this last week in New Orleans. Um, so I think the I think the Cardinals can give the 49ers a run. But the 49ers are obviously extremely tough. They have an extremely tough defense. And this is going to be the best test Kyler Murray faces. And I think that's going to be the interesting part. What Kyler Murray can do against this great 49ers defense. So that's going to be the best part. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury being able to you know, come up with a good game plan, good strategy, to go against the 49ers who have shut most offenses down this year. Uh, so I think this is going to be a really interesting game. The Cardinals have won, I think, like the last six in the regular season against the 49ers. So the Cardinals know how to beat the 49ers, but this year it's different, and the 49ers are a different team, and they have a different feel to them this year. But I think the young electrifying Cardinals can at least make it a game, but I wouldn't pick the 49ers to win. I mean, you got this game, I mean, the number one and the number two pick there with Bosa, Kyler Murray. And Bosa's been coming along. I mean, you can make a case right now. 
easily for Defensive Rookie of the Year, but you could even make a case for Defensive Player of the Year. And I think this is really the first shot for all of America. I mean, I know it's Thursday night, and Thursday night is the, probably the least exciting out of the three primetime slots. But it's still primetime, only game on, Halloween edition. We're going to be able to see Bosa. You know, America is going to get introduced to Bosa. Obviously, we're in Ohio, so we're... Or we is America going to get introduced to Kyler Murray? I guess we'll see, right? I think this is going to be a huge game for Kyler Murray because people are going to really get to see him showcase his talent. Because, yeah, he's the number one overall pick, and people watched him at Oklahoma and stuff, but, like, you know, nobody turns on a Cardinals game at 1 o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon. So, but the same thing with Bosa, like, you're, you're right. So, I mean, I we're in Ohio, so obviously we've been introduced to Bosa for watching Ohio State, but still, I mean, I think people are going to be able to see tonight just how good Nick Bosa is and how good he's going to be. Yeah, I agree. It could be the same way with Kyle Murray, though. Yeah, so, I mean, you got a little one-two action here. Maybe Bosa gets a little mad, gets a little juices flowing because they picked Kyler Murray over him. So, we'll see. Honestly, the Cardinals would have made that choice 10 out of 10 times, no matter yeah. what. Um, but moving on now to Sunday's slate of games. We have an early one. We have a London one. The Jaguars are back in London. Every single year, I swear to God, it seems like it's Texans, Jaguars in London. And now we have that again. Gardner Minshew... This is his opportunity to get revenge against the Texans. If you remember earlier on in the season, he lost to the Texans because they scored that late touchdown, and they decided to go for the win and go for two, and unfortunately they missed it. So he's got a little bit more, you know, behind this game than usual, you know. It's opportunity for them to go, what would they be? What are they at? Three and four and four right now. So if they win this game, they'll be tied with the Texans. I'm not sure if they have the tiebreaker or not in that division, but... Uh, well, the Colts are, would be ahead. What are um, the Colts? Are they six and two? Yeah, they're six and two. Oh, or, so. or they're five and three, but they have the tiebreaker over the Texans right now. So the Colts are number one in the division. Uh, but if the Jaguars won this game, they'd be right in the thick of things. Thick of things. Um, so it's a huge game. The Texans have to win this game. Uh, the Jaguars have to win this game. You know, but this is just going to make that interesting, much more, much more interesting. I said on Tuesday's show that I think the Colts are going to win that division. I'm really high on the Colts right now. The Texans are too inconsistent and just lost their defensive leader. Uh, the Jaguars are just a weird team. They've got a, you know a rookie quarterback, and you know they have a controversy coming up when Foles comes back. So I think the Colts are going to win the division, but this is a huge game for both teams, and I just have a feeling that the Texans are going to win this game uh, because you know London. Uh, you know, Gardner Minshew, uh, I just feel like the Texans are going to win this game. Yeah, so early morning, 9.30 a.m., make sure you wake up for that. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of these early morning games, so I like living on the East Coast where you can sort of get up and you can get your bearings straight and then you can kind of watch football. Now you just got to get up and go with football right off the bat. And this is a good game, too. I mean, they gave us a really good game. They're giving London a really good game to watch, so... We'll definitely be tuning into that. And once that game's over, the 1 o'clock games start. We'll start with the first one, Redskins at Buffalo. Is there any shot here the Redskins make some sort of upset in Buffalo? No. Buffalo's a tough place to play. Uh, I've said repeatedly that I'm not too high on Buffalo. I think they've got some things to figure out. I don't know if they have enough weapons around Josh Allen yet. Um, But there's just no chance in how the Redskins go into Buffalo and win. Because the Redskins aren't talented at all, and playing in Buffalo is really, really tough. Speaking of the Redskins, I mean, they've been dealing with a lot of drama this week. You know, Trent Williams did report, uh, but he failed his physical. Because apparently, 
he passed everything, but then when he went to try on his helmet, he felt some pain. So they so they failed his physical, which a couple doctors on Twitter were saying, you know, it's never been uh, an issue with helmets with physicals. Like you can't fail physical because you feel uncomfortable in your helmet. Uh, so there's some issues with there. They tried to trade him. The Browns were offering first-round picks, and what I've heard is that basically the Browns got pissed off because the Redskins kept dragging their feet, and they just hung the phone up, and they wouldn't call. And they they keep telling teams, do not trade with the Redskins. Uh, so they've been dealing with a lot of drama over the past couple of days, and hopefully they clean it up and give us some sort of a game, but I don't see them beating Buffalo. Not at all. Yeah, so I mean the Bills are favored by 10, so it shows you right there. Next game, Tennessee versus the Panthers in Carolina. Uh, this is another game. It's sort of weird. Panthers are coming off a very ugly loss. The Titans have been winning ugly, but still wins a win in the NFL. Do you see the Panthers losing this game in their hometown? Where are they? In Carolina. In Carolina. I think mm, this is a tough game. This is a tough game to pick. Because the problem with the Tennessee Titans is you think they suck, and they do, but they just play every game close, and they win ugly. Yeah, I just feel like as soon as I think the Titans are going to go on a little bit of a win streak and win, um, like I'm really hardcore leaning to picking the Titans. It seems like they disappoint me in a crappy game. So I'm going to pick Carolina. I just think Carolina at home, but I really want the Titans to win. I kind of like the Titans with Ryan Tannehill, but I just am, I don't have confidence in them yet. I have to see them string along good games. They've won two in a row. They haven't been the greatest games, but I just feel like the Titans, if they can put string together, three wins, four wins, that's when I'll start to pick the Titans consistently. But I'm going to pick Carolina, but I want the Titans to win. I'll pick Carolina too because, I mean, I, McCaffrey's – the best running back in the NFL. Kyle Allen had a bad loss last week. We'll see how he rebounds. I mean, this is a huge game for him. I mean, this this is a game where the organization is going to be looking at Kyle Allen. You know, they they liked him early on in the year. He had a really bad showing with the 49ers, uh, one of the best teams in the NFL. But still, so this is going to be a game where we see he's never lost a game before in the NFL, you know, before the 49ers game. Does he bounce back? Does he have that dog in him that you need from a franchise quarterback? And we'll see come Sunday, you know, coming off a loss versus a pretty solid team that they'll be facing. So we will definitely be watching that. Next game, Vikings at Kansas City Chiefs. We are still unsure of Mahomes, right? We're not sure where Mahomes is at. I don't know. So right now we're going to work under the assumption that Matt Moore is going to be the quarterback. It's in Kansas City. The Vikings have been hot the last couple of weeks, but Kansas City is still a good team even without Mahomes. You know, Andy Reid does a good job of working Matt Moore and uh, using him and his offense pretty smartly. And then obviously they still have Tyree Kill, Cole Harmon, Sammy Watkins, LaShawn McCoy, Darian Williams, Damian Williams, Travis Kelsey, weapons all up and down the board. Does the Vikings defense have enough to stop these type of weapons? They do because the Vikings defense is really good. And Mike Zimmer's a really good defensive coach. I'm still a little bit questionable on his head coaching ability, but he's a very de good defensive coach. And it's going to be really interesting to watch uh, him versus Andy Reid because those are two of the smartest minds in football in their respective um, you know, sides of the ball. And Mike Zimmer defense, Andy Reid offense. They're both really creative. They throw different stunts. They throw different blitzes. They've been around for a long, long time, going way back. 
So I wonder, it's an interesting set to see how many times they've played each other. But this is going to be an interesting game between the two. I think that the Vikings definitely have enough to stop the Chiefs, but the Chiefs definitely have enough to get past the Vikings. Whether they have Matt Moore or whether they have Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, if they have Patrick Mahomes, they have a lot of talent. But I think Matt Moore can you know, do enough to be, beat the Vikings at home. But that just showed me Sunday night when the Packers won that the, the Chiefs are a really good all-around team, especially offensively. Like you said, they've got weapons all over. Uh, so it's going to be hard for the Vikings to stop, but especially if they have Pat Mahomes. But I think in general, if they have Matt Moore, the Chiefs can definitely win this game at home. And I think they need to win this game at home because they dropped three straight in Arrowhead, which is one of the best or the hardest places to play in all of football. So the Chiefs need this win big. So I'm going to go with under the assumption that Pat Mahomes is going to play, and I'm going to pick the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Yeah. Uh, I'm operating on the assumption that Matt Moore is going to play, but I still don't trust Kirk Cousins. He's going to have to show me something this game. I'm going with the Chiefs still. I, I still like the Chiefs. I mean, they're still a good team no matter who is playing quarterback just because Andy Reid is such a great coach. All right, worst game of the weekend here, the Jets at the Dolphins. The Jets, I mean, there was obviously not much activity at the trade deadline, but if there was activity, it was pretty much surrounded pretty all around the New York Jets. They had a lot of action. No deals were made, but Le'Veon, they traded Leonard Williams earlier on in the week. They Le'Veon Bell was being talked about as a trade option. Robbie Anderson was being talked about as a trade option. And Jamal Adams. And Jamal Adams was not happy about it yesterday. You know, he came on the podium, he basically said, you know, I hold myself to a high regard. You know, would you would you take calls on Tom Brady? Would you take calls on Aaron Donald? No, because those are generational type players, just like me. And it's disrespect that you are even you know taking you know calls on my name to possibly trade me. Uh, so the Jets are imploding. The Dolphins, all right. I mean, they're imploding, not really, because they're kind. Of, everybody knows what they're doing. They're tanking. They put Xavier Howard on the IR. Uh, this week because he had a slight knee injury and they just won't hold him out for the season because they know they're not going to win anything. So could this be a game where the Dolphins get a win? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I still have some weird hope for the Jets. I just believe they're talented. I really like Donald. I still like Gase uh, somehow, some way. But I just think the Jets are going to win this game. I don't think they're going to have a successful season. And like you said, there are some issues there with Jamal Adams being unhappy and the ownership, you know, not being as, you know, smart with the players as they should be. They should have made some moves at the deadline. I think Robbie Anderson should have been out. Jamal Adams, you know, he wanted to stay. I think you have to keep Jamal Adams. He's, like you said, he's a generational generational talent, or like he said, he's a generational talent, and he's the cornerstone of that defense. So I like how they kept him, but I don't know why they were shopping him especially if he wants to be. There's not a lot of people that willingly want to play for the Jets right now. But I just think the Jets, this this is a must-win game for them, and I think they're going to beat the Dolphins. I see it as you trade Jamal Williams. Best you're going to get is a first-round pick, a couple seconds. Maybe if some team's crazy enough, they give Jamal you two. Jamal Adams. What did I say? You said Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, Packers guy. But Jamal Adams, you're getting maybe a first-rounder if – any team is desperate enough, possibly, very unlikely, you could get two first-rounders out of him. But if you were to trade him for a first-rounder, 
the guy you draft with your first round pick, you hope turns out to be the type of player Jamal Adams is. He's young, like you said, he wants to be there, which is very rare with the Jets, and he's a leader, and he's just a fantastic football player. You could argue top 20 overall football player in this league, and you're going to trade him for a couple picks that like you hope one of those guys turns out to be Jamal Adams. So yeah, it was disrespect in my mind. You shouldn't be taking calls on him. I think he's going to be fired up in this game to sort of prove uh, Douglas, the general manager for the Jets, wrong. Uh, that he shouldn't be taking calls on him, and I think they're going to win this game. I don't. I still. I still think the Jets. I still look at them like they're a solid team, and they could be pretty good one of these days. You know, just one week they'll just turn it on just like that. I mean, they beat the Cowboys, who were you know who are a pretty good NFC team. So that's just what I look at it, and this is how I look at it in my mind. So. Truman just left the room, so it's just me right now. But we're going to talk to you about the Bears-Eagles game. Bears have had a really, really rough week. They had a bad loss last week versus the Chargers. Matt Nagy has been taking a lot of criticism this week for not only how he handled the end of the Chargers game, but how he's been handling the press in the last couple of days. He's been doing a very bad job. He hasn't taken accountability for his actions. He's basically... You know, doing everything he can to take the blame and push it onto other guys. And that's just not what you want out of a head coach. And meanwhile, the Eagles are hitting their stride sort of right now. So I think the Eagles – what did you shake your head at that? I don't know if the Eagles are hitting their stride. They played a really good Buffalo team, and they dominated them. I'm not as high at Buffalo, but they, yeah, they had a good win. So I think – the, the Eagles are going to win this game. It's at Philadelphia. The Bears are struggling right now. They've had a pretty bad week, one of the worst weeks you could have outside of possibly Baker, which we'll talk about. But I think the Eagles are going to win this game. Too many distractions around the Bears right now. Uh, I'm going to pick the Eagles as well. Uh, Bears are just having a rough time right now. Um, Mitch Trubisky, you can't pick Mitch Trubisky right now. You can't pick Matt Nagy right now. The defense is still a top 15 defense in the league, top 10, I'd say. But they're having a rough. They're not having as good of a season as they had last year, which is understandable when your offense is just putting you on the field constantly after three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. So I'm going to pick the Eagles. I'm not too sold on the Eagles just yet because, you know, they did beat the Bills, but they have to put together a few string of good games for me to believe in the Eagles. But this would be a big win for them to get over the Bears. Yeah, I mean, the Bears are still viewed as, as a pretty good team in the league. You know, they've had a lot of problems over the last couple of days and weeks, but they're still a good team. This is still going to be a good game, but I'm taking the Eagles at home. Let's go Colts-Steelers. Uh, we don't have our Steelers fan in here to talk about. He's a little sleepy this morning, but we'll break it down for you. It's at Pittsburgh. You saw Monday night's game. If you watched it, I'm not, I'm not sure many of us, many of you watched it. We watched it, but Mason Rudolph, they brought the pressure early. He hasn't played in two weeks because of the concussion. You know, last snap he took before the first snap of the Dolphins game was a pretty bad hit on him, and he got almost knocked out. And they brought pressure early, the Dolphins did. And he folded a little bit under that pressure because he's a you know a young quarterback. Any of us would. But he did something where you don't see out of young quarterbacks. He stepped up. He didn't you know shy away from it. You know, Steeler fans were booing him. They were calling for Devlin Hodges to be put in the game. 
but they trusted him and they played a little bit looser with him, which was they didn't do, you know, in the first start he had. You know, they allowed him to throw the ball deep, which is where I think he's very comfortable. He took some shots that, you know, I mean, some didn't pan out, but some did. And some throws you don't see rookie quarterbacks trying to make. I mean, he's got confidence. He's got swagger. You know, he, he does a pretty good job of leading his team. The only thing is if James Conner's not playing, you know, that's a big loss for them. I know they got, they're getting Jalen Samuels back, but I think Connor's, you know, a bell cow of a running back. And then you go to the Colts. The Colts have had a pretty good last couple of weeks. Uh, what was what they play last week? Who did they play? Well, it's slipping my mind. Broncos. Broncos. And they got a good win there, late win. Uh, but still, it's in Pittsburgh. I think the Steelers are trending in the right direction right now. I'm taking the Steelers over the Colts. I'm going to pick the Colts. I'm really high on the Colts, as you probably can tell, because I picked them to win their division. But like you said with with Mason Rudolph in the Monday night game, it was a tale of two halves. First half, he was atrocious. I mean, he could not do anything. Um, they were blitzing him from every direction. The Dolphins had a really good game plan to start the game. They knew what they wanted to do against Mason Rudolph and a young quarterback. And they did it. They executed really well in that first half. They blitzed him. He was forcing passes. He was throwing interceptions. So that was a tough first half. Then he came out in the second half and, like you said, was very calm, composed. Uh, they would bring the blitz. The Steelers off his line did, the great, great, did a great job being able to pick that up. Their pass protection did a great job. And he was able to step up in the pocket and make some good throws, especially on third down. Uh, and they were able to get a win. Um, I know Johnny would be mad, at, but like I'm not sold after after a win over the Dolphins. Yeah, it was a big win uh, at home on Monday night, a game they needed to win. But like you can't just base that performance and then just be high on the Steelers the rest of the season. I need to see them beat the Colts first before I say they're gonna beat some beat some good teams. Uh, but the Colts are just Colts are a good team. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's a good quarterback, and the Colts are just they're they're gonna be. There at the end, I think. I mean, you look at the Steelers right now. They win this game, and and if the Ravens lose to the Patriots on Sunday night, which is possible, they're tied with the Ravens for first place. Yeah, I, I, I Ravens have the tiebreaker, but still. But like, how are you gonna just go all in and all high on the Steelers after a win over the Dolphins? You can't. But I don't know. Like nobody. Like they've been. They've had some pretty rough luck this year. They've started bad, but I just don't count the Steelers out. I just, I'm not either. I, think I they trust shot, them. Especially in a really, really crappy division, the worst division in football. You know, this is the year for – it they, sucks because if they had Big Ben, they'd be running away with this thing. Yeah, they would but, be dominating. But this year – I mean, this year it's the worst division in football by far. So they're still in it. Every team's in it except for the Bengals. So they can win the division and they can go to the playoffs and maybe do some damage. But I'm just not sold yet. And they have to beat the Colts for me to – be yeah. believe in the Steelers, so I'm but like I'm not there yet, so I'm just gonna pick the Colts. This is a big game for the Steelers. I'm yeah. taking the Steelers in this game. I'm pretty sure John would be taking the Steelers too. So next game, Lions at the Raiders. The Raiders have dropped, I believe, two straight, if I am correct. Uh let me pull that up. Or no, they've yeah, they've lost two straight. Uh the Lions. I mean I'm not sure what the Lions are doing right now. They were they traded Diggs, who was their defensive captain. Players were pissed about that. And then they were even considering trading Darius Slay, who was their best corner. So I'm not sure where the Lions think they're at. I mean, you have Matt Stafford playing at a MVP-type level right now. And 
you know, you're two, three, and one. You're not complete, or three, three, and one. You're not completely out of it. Not sure why they're starting to trade pieces away or listing the pieces to get traded away. Um, and meanwhile, you have the Raiders. I mean, they're still sort of building their thing there. So I'm gonna take the Lions in this game just because I think they're better than the Raiders overall. And yeah, that's just how I'm gonna roll with it. It's in Oakland. Yeah. That's a tough game to pick. The Oakland's lost two straight. Uh, but they, ah, I'm going to pick the Lions. Oakland's only win, only really huge, well, they beat the Colts. They beat the Bears. With the but Bears that, that's what I was going to say. The only huge notable win they have is the Bears, and the Bears suck right now. It was in London, And it was too. in London, but they did beat the Colts. The Raiders are, the Raiders are a good team. You almost said Quality it. team, uh, but they're inconsistent. I'm not sold on Derek Carr. I'm not sold on their defensive secondary so and their pass rush, really just their defense in general. And Matt Stafford, like you said, has been playing very good. The Lions got some good weapons on offense. So I'm gonna take the Lions, but this could be an upset game. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we got Seattle with the Buccaneers. It's in Seattle. I mean, we don't have to talk too much about this game because I think we're both gonna pick the Seahawks here because I just don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are good. Yeah, but watch this be the Bucks game that they go off. And it's in James Seattle goes- though. Yeah, but James Winston throws 400 yards, four touchdowns, and they look great. But I'm going to pick the Seahawks. All right, let's go now to the game that most of us will be – well, we won't be, but most Browns fans will be watching. Browns at Broncos. No Joe Flacco, no Drew Locke. He's still on the, on the mend right now. So they will be starting Brandon Allen, former Arkansas starting quarterback Brandon Allen, former uh, undrafted free agent – no, he was picked in the sixth round. But they, they just picked him up, actually, uh, in the offseason after cuts because he got cut by the Jaguars. Um, but anyways, Brandon Allen, not much is known about him in terms of at the NFL level. He has never started a game. It's the first opportunity. It'll be at home. And then you have on the other side, you have the Browns, who are a complete dumpster fire right now, uh, which, I mean, you could say they usually are at this point in the year. But... Baker walked off the podium yesterday, was very, I mean, you can say what you want about Baker. You could say it was a dumb question by Tony Grossi, but that was still a little disrespectful. I mean, you know you're cracking when you just say, oh, that's a dumb question. You didn't play, so you didn't know. You don't know what's going on. You know, Baker, like I told Johnny, it's fun when he's cocky and he's arrogant when you're winning, but when he's not, he just looks like a dick and he acts like a dick and now I think people are starting to see what type of guy he is. I mean, this is a moment right now where you're at the lowest level right now. You're going to see the type of player he is. Does he really have, you know, the type of personality, the type of confidence to be better and to rise this team? Or is he going to continue to crack what he has over the past couple of days here? I just thought it was disrespectful. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, you could say what you want about Aaron Rodgers. One... Yeah, people say he might be arrogant, and I tell them all the time, I love it. I think he should be arrogant. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's he's an NFL MVP, and he has the right to be arrogant sometimes. He's not like Baker arrogant. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers has never walked off the podium. Aaron Rodgers has never embarrassed a reporter or disrespected a reporter like that. He's always stood up there, even after tough losses, Playoff losses, losses that he should be pissed about. He stands up there and asks the questions honestly, answers the questions honestly and respectfully. So that what Baker did was just disrespectful and just immature. 
Uh, I don't know why he does that shit. It's just like super annoying because like you're the quarterback. Just answer the question and move on. Whether you think it's dumb or not, why call a guy out and walk off the podium and go on Twitter and start tweeting? It's just like it doesn't happen from Tom Brady. It doesn't happen from Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't happen from Russell Wilson. It doesn't happen for Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, whatever you want to say about league quarterbacks. So, like, why do you do it? Like, look up to the people that make the league great and make the quarterback position great and don't do that stuff. Just, I, I understand it was probably a dumb question. It was probably annoying for Baker to get asked that question. But, like, why embarrass the guy? Why disrespect the guy? Why walk off the podium and go straight to Twitter? Like I said, the league quarterbacks don't do that. Uh, and he's, he's going to have to figure that out if he wants to be successful. And Browns fans sit there until they're blue in their face and say how much they love it and stuff, but really they don't because it's not working out for them. No, and they're going to continue to crack. Meanwhile, we got a little bit of an uh, interesting game here with the Browns. Uh, Dylan Frederick, like you said, he was going to shave his head. Uh, he was on our show last uh, a couple days ago, Tuesday show. He said he's willing to go double or nothing here. If Baker throws, doesn't matter if they win or lose. If Baker throws three touchdowns and no interceptions, he doesn't have to shave his head. If he throws, you know, let's say four touchdowns and no interceptions, he or even just completely implodes no touchdowns, a couple picks, or whatever he does. He has to throw three touchdowns and no interceptions. If he doesn't, Dylan Frederick will shave his head for us live on camera, and he will donate $20 to D's Home Cuts fundraiser for cancer. And Nate Meyer threw himself in here too. Nate Meyer said he will shave his whole eyebrow off. So that's where we're at currently with those two passionate Browns fans. So it's going to be something to watch. But I'm, I'm, still, I'm taking the Browns here. I don't think the Broncos. If are they good. don't win this game, it's bad. They got to fire bad. Kitchens. Browns have to win this game. But I don't want to hear that the Browns are back after beating Brandon Allen. No, Broncos, exactly. So all right, let's move on now. Let's go to Packers Chargers. We're obviously taking the Packers here. Chargers just fired Ken Wisenhut. Uh, they, they had a win last week, but it was ugly versus a pretty, you know, average team to below average team with the Bears. Chargers have been struggling this season. We're obviously both taking the Packers. I mean, I think they're slowly starting to hit their stride offensively, and I'm taking the Packers. And they get Devontae back, so I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, obviously I'm taking the pack. Well, Devontae's not back officially. He um, practiced yesterday. Yeah, but they said they're going to take day by day, and he was still favoring his Yeah, play. he's fine. Don't jinx it, as usual. Um... But I just think the Packers are just, they're playing really good football right now. I love it. Uh, this is one of the best teams I've seen the Packers have in my lifetime. And it's so exciting. But I just think in Los Angeles, it's pretty much a Packers home game. So I'm going to pick the Packers. Chargers have talent, but, you know, I, I think it'll be a little bit better of a game than people think. But I'm going to pick the Packers, and uh, that's where I'm going to stand. Definitely. So let's go to the best game of the weekend, possibly best game of the season so far up to this point. Patriots in Baltimore, Sunday night football. We are going to see how Bill Belichick plans to stop Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, you guys know my opinions on Lamar Jackson. I think he's an MVP candidate. I think people underrate just how good he is. Not only, I think he's a very underrated passer. People are going to disagree with that. But anyways, he is easily the best running back quarterback in the NFL. The, what, what he does with his feet and his speed is unmatched by any quarterback in the NFL. And it's unmatched by any QB I think Belichick's really ever seen. So it's going to be interesting to see how he manages it. You know, obviously, 
we all know Belichick's record versus rookie to young quarterbacks. I think he's undefeated versus this class that Lamar is in right now. Um, so we're going to be able to see what he does with him. But it's, it's interesting because it's a different quarterback than what you're used to. It's a different playing style. But still, like I said, I'm not ever picking against the Patriots again. So I'm taking the Patriots just because Belichick. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a good game. I feel like this is going to be the first test the Patriots have all season long. They have a little bit tougher of a stretch here in the back end, but this is the first game of that. You know, it's in Baltimore, which is tough. Sunday night, the Ravens fans are going to be rocking. Uh, John Harbaugh is very underrated. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a top three head coach in the league right now. Um, so him versus Bill Belichick, that's such a good matchup. Lamar Jackson, it's a different type of offense. Bill Belichick's really never seen this type of offense, and that says a lot because he's been in the league for so long that he's just never seen a quarterback that can throw the ball enough to where he can win games and can run the ball like a running back pretty much, faster than a running back. He's faster than anybody on the field. So it's going to be interesting to see how Bill Belichick attacks that. But I just feel like the Patriots are just too much. Uh, so I just think the the Patriots. I don't pick against Patriots. I said that I don't. I will pick Patriots until they prove me wrong. But I think it's going to be a good game, and it's going to be extremely interesting as a football fan to see how Bill Belichick attacks that uh, offense because you know he does shut down rookie quarterbacks. He does sh- or young quarterbacks. He does shut down you know young players in general, young offenses. He shuts down all offenses really. But this is something that he's new to, so it's going to be interesting. He's going to have to attack it new. Uh, so we'll see, but I'm going to pick the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to roll picking the Patriots here. All right, let's talk pretty quickly about this last game here, Monday night, Cowboys-Giants. Again, it's another NFC East primetime Monday night, Sunday night game, uh, which we're all getting sick of. We're taking the Cowboys here. I know you're taking the Cowboys, right? I'm taking the Cowboys. All right, so not much to talk about there. Cowboys, you know, they tried to get Jamal Adams, which I think would have been huge for them. Obviously, it didn't work, but they're still talented up and down this roster. So, and the Giants. I mean, we're going to see Daniel Jones, though, primetime. That's going to be pretty fun. Uh, but other than that, like I said, guys, uh, we are doing a quicker show today just so I can get it out to you before my classes start. Uh, so big shout-out to these Home Cuts. Again, go hit them up on Instagram, at these Home Cuts. Best haircut around Northeast Ohio for the cheapest price and the best quality, guys. I'm telling you to go check him out on his Instagram, at these Home Cuts. We talked about the fundraiser a little bit with Dylan Frederick, but... He's donating half of all proceeds he gets from his haircuts to the Susan G. Coleman Cancer Foundation, as well as he's doing a raffle for a free sweatshirt or haircut, your choice. Uh, So $5 raffle tickets, buy one, guys, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. Send him a DM to get his Venmo, uh, and you can give him $5 and you're entered into the raffle, and I'm pretty sure that's wrapping up here soon, so make sure you send that in now uh, as quick as possible. Other than that, though, that's our show today. Again... These Home Cuts sponsoring us. Thank you since the beginning. Uh, big shout out to him. He's been on the show a couple times. Uh, but other than that, have a great day. Follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. Questions, comments, concerns. If you want to be a guest, you want to call in. Uh, things you like, things you didn't like, things we can improve on, things we're doing great, whatever you want to say, follow us on Twitter. We'll follow right back and you can hit us up in the DMs. Instagram? Getting there. Getting there on the Instagram. We're still working on that. That's still in the beta process right now we're mapping that out still but spotify itunes go check us out 
download, subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Leave us a five-star rating, guys, so we continue to grow. And leave us a review in the uh, little review section. But other than that, have a great day and tune in on Tuesday.